Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. This is Steve Bose, and I was recently at the iSolved Connect conference in Palm Desert, California, where I had the chance to meet with and interview several members of the iSolved leadership team, as well as some iSolved customers, and we are happy to share those conversations here on the HR Happy Hour Media Network. On today's show, you'll hear my conversation with Pragya Malhotra, the Chief Product Officer at iSolved, who shared news about several recent product innovations, as well as how recent developments in AI are impacting HR technology. Pragya is super intelligent and interesting, and this is a fun and informative conversation. And after that, Jeff Webb joined the show. Jeff is the Vice President of Solutions Product and Marketing Strategy at iSolved, and we discuss some of the important challenges and opportunities for HR and in HR technology moving forward. Jeff is super passionate for HR and for HR success, and I'm sure you'll appreciate his insights. This was a fun event. Thanks to my friends at iSolve for having me, and we hope you enjoy the show. We're back at iSolve Connect 2023, and I'm joined by Pragya Gupta, Chief Product Officer at iSolved. How are you, Pragya? I am doing great. Thank you for having me, Steve. Thank you for being with us. I know you're super busy here at the event, and fresh off your triumphant appearance this morning at this morning's Innovation Keynote. It was so a lot of fun. Congratulations Thank on you. that, Thank by you. the way. And maybe we should start there. Yeah. Certainly any chief product officer loves to get on stage in front of all their customers, right? And, and brag on the team a little bit and that's okay, that's cool. But also talk about some things that are new and maybe some things that are coming. Maybe give us, for folks who didn't have the benefit of being out here in Palm Desert this morning, let's talk about a little bit of uh, maybe the year in product uh, at iSolved. Yeah, so I've been at iSolved almost exactly a year now. I started at Last Connect, so it has been a very fun, fun, fun ride. Um, but we are bringing a lot of of like cool innovative things to the market. Uh, just this morning we talked about four things which I'm very excited about. First is our, our mobile app. So we, we you know, everyone would say, well, mobile app, isn't it a bit late in the game? Um, so we, ha we had multiple mobile apps okay. in the store. So we've now consolidated them into the one that people actually need. It's based on our adaptive employee experience, uh, the experience that customers use and love today. So we've now consolidated them and they can be downloaded from the store. Available so right now. Available right, right now. When you, when, you, when you made that announcement this morning, there was like a cheer I in know, the crowd. Right? Yeah. And lots of folks raising up their phones to scan the QR codes yeah. and immediately download the app. So congrats yeah. on that. Yeah. But that's a big thing. It is. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, we had... Uh, quite a few apps which did kind of a part of okay. the full functionality so it's always good to have one consolidative cohesive experience and and our experience on the on the web um, is something that you know our customers our users love so to be able to bring that on a mobile store choice is, is really good so excited about that yeah that was that was a big moment this morning yeah yeah, yeah. so what else stands out to you of like okay this is yeah. really cool too absolutely yeah and uh, you know at iSol we believe a lot in developing a community Community uh, and, and uh, community of our people heroes. That's our. That's uh, you. You see these people hero mascots sure. uh, walking around the floors. But but the idea behind that is that we want to empower. We want to help 
of the people who are our admins day to day in the tranches who are so busy with what they do they are you know like hr you talk to them they're not even able to sometimes take vacation take time off you know burnout amongst burnout. hr people is a very it, real thing it is a very real thing so we want to empower them we want to enable them and for that um two years ago we launched people heroes community and community is about fellow fellow collaborators coming together helping each other you know we have about 2700 um, users who log into the community every day about 1000 net new posts have been made in the community this year to okay. date which is really people asking others for help right it's a cry for help and that's amazing and then last year we launched people heroes university which is those people heroes learning new programs you know those could be general hr administration payroll compliance or how to make best use of isol um, so now we are com- we've combined people heroes university and people heroes community and we've be- uh, launched people heroes world which is engaging exciting challenges it is gamified uh, by taking these challenges you know our people heroes can be earning swag in our in our people heroes store so it has taken a life of its own and it is so empowering uh, feel so special to see these people feeling that some finally someone has yeah. a solution for them right well these and these that's a great thing because these these tools are such an important part right of these organizations and a part of the look if you're an hr person a benefits person a payroll person and you're relying on your technology right. you're using it every single day right you want to optimize its use you want to get the most out of it you do feel that kinship right yeah. to other organizations who are using these same tools both you want to learn from them but you also want to help too yeah. and imagine you're seeing a lot of that mm-hmm. behavior. Absolutely. We yeah. are. We are. Another thing that we talked about this morning is our overall our analytics offerings. We called it I solved analytics everywhere. And the reason we say it's everywhere is because when we think of analytics, we think of like the whole spectrum of how do we empower our administrators our chros our leaders who are using the product to say okay this is my one stop shop this is what will enable me to retain my talent this will enable me to hire my talent quickly this will enable me to talk to the leaders the ceos or the owners of the business and say i have made a sizable uh, Uh, enhancement to my day to day by using this product so when we think of that we 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 like to call it like a layered cake where people uh, i solve people cloud is our core platform on top of that then we have our predictive people analytics which is okay. extensive reports graphs being able to really understand the insights the data uh, you can also marry up external data sources we also have uh, language or uh, natural language processing capabilities on the platform we've added pre- predict guidance which is more like statistical modeling you know if i was to say increase the salary of these number of people by 10% what kind of lift would that give okay. to my business so there's a lot of statistical modeling around predictive guidance on top of that we have benchmark insights which is to be able to say okay we have 168000 customers taking the data from say that again probably a little more slowly 168000 wow. customers that is a remarkably high number and it is um, it is such a tra- you know treasure trove of yeah. data because we have 6.9 million employees and we anonymize the data of these 6.9 million employees bring this data together and then use that data for benchmarking salary tenure turnover and on top of this layered cake then we have in co- context insights so these are embedded in like insights right in the flow of work you are using a compensation module insights right in the flow of work so if a manager is trying to decide about a merit increase Mer- or a bonus
bonus tray, something exactly. like that. Get a little data, get some insights around the impact there, right. maybe where that person sits, their history of pay, all yeah. that. Yeah. All of that without leaving the flow of work, right? That's super important, right? And that's the kind of, quite frankly, it's that example specifically, but others as well, that's the kind of capability that had typically been uh, kind of enterprise level, yeah. right? Big, big expensive systems and mm -hmm. big companies had yeah. access to, maybe less so the smaller organizations, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, and that's what customers love about it because you know they now have availability of this tech that was only for the elite, like elite of our segments, right? And then last thing, uh, or the last two things I would add is our KPI dashboards, which is just key performance indicators like generational mix, gender mix, okay. or headcount trends. And uh, we, we are about to launch this ROI dashboards, which is based on, uh, we were taking benchmarks from like American Payroll Association says, if you, uh, we, we've added formulas, statistical formulas, mathematical formulas to these reports, which then enable an HR leader to illustrate the kind of savings that their HCM platform and their investment in the HCM staff is yielding for the organization, right? Because any CHRO you talk to, they want to go into the meeting with the CEO and be able to talk in numbers, be able to talk about the difference they've made in the business, and ROI dashboard will enable them to do that. Yeah, Pragi, I'm glad you brought that one up specifically, right? Because that's been a challenge in the HR space and in the HR technology space mm -hmm. forever, right? Uh, having to make those difficult arguments often, right, to CEOs or COOs or CFOs, yes, right? Yes. You name the other yes. C-sweet person, right, <laughs> about justifying some, not only justifying, but just trying to get support for additional investments in people and in people technology. Yeah. And now you're providing tools that say, hey, we can help you make those arguments and not just make the arguments, but also over time, sort of elevate the value of HR as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you know, the last thing I would say is AI. AI is like, you know, everyone's thinking about it and everyone's talking about it too at this point in time. And and for the, uh, you know, with, with large language models, with chat GPT, um, in my view, AI has, is, AI is becoming a commodity. Uh, prior to these large language models and open AI, AI was only available to the companies that could afford data scientists. And you know, now it's available to anyone and everyone. And for and it, it has enabled us in the SMB and mid-market space to bring it to the masses. So in our products, uh, this morning at the stage uh, keynote, we talked about uh, we are building uh, AI-based job description authoring uh, mm -hmm. tool. We are building AI-based candidate batching, which essentially helps organizations filter the best candidates and, and bubble them up to the top. You know, you post a right. job, you get thousands of resumes. In SMB and mid-market, they don't have so many recruiters just floating around who are no, going through resumes. No, the bandwidth's resumes. just not That's there just to not review there. profiles like that. Exactly. No. So so to be able to match the, the candidate based on their skills and then skills of the job, get my five candidates, you know, and then go interview them instead of now sifting through a thousand resumes. Um, we, we also talked about uh, AI-based uh, chat assistance. So, you know, um, HR service delivery right in the flow of work, which essentially is, you know, uh, I, 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 I've been in this space for so long and, you know, I still get trumped with benefits questions. Yeah. Uh, I, anytime, you know, the, the open enrollment window opens up and I'm like, oh, what was the benefit deductible again? 
what do I have to choose to be able to ask that type of question and get the answers from an employee handbook or a benefits guide or a travel policy document uh, because we have L uh, we have uh, LLM models around it right. is powerful. Um, so that is something that we will be launching early next year as well. Yeah, uh, Pragi, thank you for that. That's a really concise. You did like a, a three and a half minute summary of like a you know 50 minute keynote this morning, but you eloquently described many of the enhancements that are coming and and really the theme. And I've I've heard this all day. I saw it this morning. I've heard this all day. Is like wow, this is like enterprise level stuff that's available now really literally to any type of customer, which was one of the promises we always talked about in cloud computing, right, and uh, distributed computing and, and, and uh, the ability for anyone to access these tools, because in the past we couldn't, right? It, it was, they were expensive, you needed IT staff perhaps internally, which many of these organizations just don't have, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Uh, Pragya, uh, one of the things I'd like to, to maybe end with is, you mentioned you've been in the industry for a while, worked at other organizations, and I don't want to talk about other organizations specifically, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what's maybe different, unique, special your year here at iSolve, sure. right? And so maybe talk a little bit about the how the culture at iSolve, the people at iSolve, kind of how how that experience reflects in customer experience, things like the community, things about how you think about development and serving the customers. I'd love for you to talk about what your life at iSolve is like. I'll, I'll ask it that way. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a great question, you know? Um, I, as, I, as you mentioned, I came to iSolve a year ago and, and what I felt that day when I joined, or you know, through the process of getting to know ISOL, and now is the same. And what I mean by that is, there is this theme that runs across every individual that you, every employee that you work with at ISOL. How can I help? Right? Yeah. How can I help? How can I be the best version of myself to enable you to become the best version of yourself? And that, that, love that. theme love resonates with every employee. And I always think of this back to the layered cake. Maybe you know I'm talking a lot about cake. Uh, <laughs> that's that's saying something. I do. I do think you like your sweets. By I the way, know. I saw. We, I saw, we share that. We, right? we, we sat near each other at dinner the other night. But yeah. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So yeah. you know, I, I feel like you know if you're. If you take care of the employees, employees take care of each other, that resonates and then those employees, they are happy, they want to take care of the customers. Once you take care of the customers, customers take care of the bottom line, the business, the stakeholders, the profits, yeah. the everything. So it's that, it's that pyramid that, you know, it, it, it is the ethos of this organization and I feel that is a big, big, big value, big, big, big differentiator for us, and I do not see that in a lot of organizations in the space. Now, you don't, thank you, Pragi, for sharing that. You don't see it in all of them, that's no. for sure, particularly no. in the tech industry, no. which has been known to be a little cutthroat, right? Some of the cultures are, are different, right? Yeah. They're very uh, competitive, maybe, mm -hmm. and, and not that ISOP doesn't want to succeed and compete well and sure. compete in the market, and actually, I think it's almost underrated how yeah. well ISOP is competing in the market, because in a way, you guys don't uh, shout that, right? You talk about other things, yeah. right? About community and about support and about experience, which is very refreshing. But it's interesting to know, and I think it's an important thing for folks. I get a lot of questions from people, whether at events or people who listen to these shows about, hey, what software is best for this? Or what software is best for that? And 
you know, whether it's payroll sure, or benefits sure. or performance or talent. And I, I, it's hard to answer that, but I do say, like, just be careful because a lot of the software is good. Many of the offerings out in the market are very good, and they're all getting better, maybe. But you need to think about things like the culture of the organization that's going to be your partner. Yep. Their, their, their approach to things like support. Their approach to how they treat their own employees, right? And Because and, the relationship you're entering with a with a provider of these really important technologies, it's more than just buttons and functionalities, at least in my opinion. 100%. I think service is is what, you know, I, I always um, think of it as culture, service, and product, right? Okay. If your culture is great, your service, if your internal culture is great, your service will be fantastic. And then if your product is great, it all comes together and makes it the best vendor for your yeah. customer. I think that's a great way to sum it up. Uh, Pragya, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today. You are running around like a crazy person here. A lot of demands yeah. on your time, so we do really appreciate you taking a little bit of time to spend with us and our audience today. So thank you so much, and congratulations on one year, and have a great rest of the event. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you so much, Pragya. All right. That's it uh, for now for uh, iSelf Connect. My name's Steve Bowes. This has been the HR Happy Hour Show. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, thanks. That was really great fun. Thanks again to Pragya for joining me. Next up, let's talk to Jeff Webb. Here's my conversation with Jeff. We're back from iSolve Connect in Palm Desert, California, and I'm joined by Jeff Webb. He's the VP of Solution Strategy here at iSolve. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well, yeah. Having a great day here so far, and it's been really exciting. It's a wonderful day, and mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something. I'll, I'll congratulate you oh. on behalf of the entire team, because you're sitting right next to me, <laughs> but what an amazing <laughs> event so far. Yeah. Uh, what I'm hearing is record-setting attendance yes, once again, absolutely. and a lot of enthusiasm, so maybe just tell us a little bit about kind of your impression so far of Connect, and, yep. and maybe just thinking about kind of the things you're hearing, and sure. what, what are people talking about? So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, I would say absolutely record-setting attendance again, uh, which has been great. Huge amount of energy. Um, you know, everyone's really, really pumped. Everyone's very positive. There's an awful lot of excitement and interest around how technology can really uh, free HR folks to focus on the stuff that really matters. And I think that's been a lot of the conversations I've been having is, you know, how do we use technology to get back to the things that we care about? Looking after people, doing the things that we're uniquely capable of doing. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Jeff. And I apologize to, to listeners. I don't know the exact order and all these interviews are going to run. Mm -hmm. But I do know I've recorded a couple interviews sure? yeah. yep. today with customers, okay. two different customers who both said more or less that same thing, yeah. Jeff, like their experiences back in their organizations, mm -hmm. both their experiences so far and what they're expecting to happen in 2024 is that that freeing up of their teams to spend more time on those really important personal connections with employees. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really the promise of technology. When it comes down to it, it isn't just about you know improving process or streamlining things or reducing errors. Those are all really important things that, that technology can do. But fundamentally in this world, what technology lets us do is it frees us up to go be human. It frees us up to go focus on the human aspect. And that connects directly to all the things that businesses care about. And we've been promising that as technologists. Yeah. Right? I've been in the technology space a long time. Yeah, it's yeah. been a few years as well, I think. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've been making that promise for a while, but we didn't really have the tools to maybe make that promise come to life, right? True. Particularly in, you know, installed software days and mm -hmm. patching days and you needed more technical expertise yep. in-house than you really do today. Because today now, even small businesses, mm -hmm. right, can access these amazingly powerful tools. They run in the 
cloud. Yep. A provider like Ozisolved can manage all the security Absolutely, and the access yeah. and the downtime and the fixing and all that. But, but it's an important thing because a lot of organizations still haven't quite gotten there yet and they have the, they, they do have the opportunity they do absolutely i think you're 100 percent right that you know the delivery mechanism of cloud has unlocked the capacity for any organization to get access to the most sophisticated technology and for that technology to continue to evolve in real time yeah you add to that the um the power that we're starting to see in and i you know and i hesitate to use the phrase but artificial intelligence sure right, machine learning building those into to simply make the technology smarter more adaptable more responsive um, you combine those things together, and what you've got now is we, we're finally able to deliver the tools to get the job done. And the job in this case is to free up HR people to focus on the people that they look after. Yeah, and I'd encourage folks who are listening to this to not just take Jeff's word for it or my word for sure. it, right? Listen to some of the interviews we're doing here at iSolved with some of the customers, right? Absolutely, I, yeah. I sat down with a customer, a small uh, community, cr- uh, a group of credit unions, oh, yeah. right? Small employer mm-hmm. in, in the Midwest, and literally access these new t- tools to free up people to uh, yep. to reduce their time to hire from something like 60 65 days down to 20 yep. right and largely from eliminating manual administrative processes Absolutely. it's still happening today in 2023 yeah oh there's still improvement there's a long way to go we still can improve an awful lot of things but what we also see by the way and the other aspect of this of the conversations is this this clearer understanding of the return on investment for employee experience. So what's happening is you've got HR teams able to focus more on delivering a better employee experience because they've got more time, better information. That employee experience then starts to translate into all the other things that the business cares about. So you've got a direct connection and we're seeing it in the surveys that do, in the studies that we do, and in the conversations we have between improving the employee experience and delivering a better customer experience. I'm glad you mentioned that, Jeff, because I know iSolve just released some new research, yes. Voice of the Workforce research. Uh-huh. I encourage folks to go to the iSolve website and check it out. We'll yep. put a link in the show notes. But cool. uh, you got a couple of, uh, I don't know, highlights for me on that and just things that you guys have found that can kind of help. I don't think if it's justify investments is the right word, but help help. HR people make the case right for yeah. investing in employee experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think the couple of things I would see is on the the sort of the the, the slightly negative side, really. Of, you know, there's still a lot of um, room for improvement when it comes to connecting and engaging employees. So we still see there's an awful lot of employees thinking maybe I should be thinking about something else next year. Maybe I okay. need to be reassessing my uh, my place in the workforce. That obviously means that there's room for improvement. There's still more that we can do around improving employee experience. However, there is a, a you know a very very high correlation between that better employee experience and customer experience. It's way over 90% of employees are saying, "You know what? When we have a better experience, we can look after customers yeah. better." And I think you, you start to combine those things together. How can I stabilize and build a, a resilient, agile workforce that's going to stay with me because when they're happier, my customers are happier? Now you see the how HR is moving from being this sort of operational function to being something that's really part of business strategy. And that is a really interesting development. Yeah, and, and that through line between investments in people, investments mm-hmm. in people technology, sure. right, and actual, those direct bottom line, mm-hmm. top line and bottom line business absolutely, outcomes, yeah, yeah. It, it's becoming more clear and we're able to so, measure it a little bit better, I think. Yeah, We are, absolutely. And actually, that's one of the things we're also doing is, you know, as the, the platforms become more intelligent, we're able to start to 
really look at the operational, financial, and ultimately business impacts of just improving HR processes and, and, and therefore enabling HR professionals to go have those conversations. Look, if I do this, I can, I can on one hand save you money, on the other hand I can also build a better workforce and I can deliver a better customer experience. And connecting those things together means again, employee experience becomes really, really central to actually the, the strategy for building a good business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the other things that's uh, interesting to me, what I've learned so far today, and really been following ISOL for the last few years, is um, the growth of ISOL has allowed you to provide customers even more value added mm -hmm. when it comes, uh, specifically in terms of getting insights from the data, Yes. right? Cause, because the, the volume of customers goes up, the number right, of employees absolutely. on the platform goes up. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden now we understand things that are happening in compensation. We understand things that are happening in employee movement. We understand like yeah. benchmarks can now be much more meaningful. And you guys are starting to tap into that and, and provide value to the customers. I'd love for you maybe to comment about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's really one of the... the it, I, I'm really passionate about this. It's one of the great things we've been able to do. We touch the lives of, you know, roughly about 7 million employees across the U.S. Um, every yeah, day. In one that's way or a lot. It means that we have an incredible amount of insight. We have a real window into what's happening into the U.S. workforce. As a result, we're able to start to aggregate that information, look for trends, and then present that back to those HR teams. So, in other words, I'm curious how, you know, I'm a, I don't know, I'm a bank. Right? Okay. Let's look at what, what's the retention rate for bank tellers like my bank in this state? And yeah. then am I, am I doing better? Am I doing worse? Now let's look at things like compensation. Are we compensating more or less? What are the connections between those things? So the ability to start to say, well, not only do I have really good insight into what's happening in my organization, which we've already been building in for a while, but now how do I stack up against other similar organizations, which of course lets me not only build a better strategy, but again, critically enables the HR team to then go to their senior stakeholders and go, look, you know, there's something here we need to change, yeah. and we've got the data to show it, and that's really empowering. Yeah, that's great stuff, Jeff, and I'm glad you're doing that, and that is also one of the promises, right, mm -hmm. we thought about with cloud computing yeah. a number of years ago. We thought, oh, we'll have all this data, it'll be in the cloud, and providers, yep. if they're able, if they're, if they're smart, <laughs> will be able to help us understand more mm -hmm. about our own data by comparing it to sure. sort of this aggregate data, but that's been, slow in coming, I, I think, uh, largely, and certainly for small and medium-sized businesses. So it's really encouraging yeah. that that almost any business really will be able to tap into these insights. Absolutely. And that's yeah. been really one of the fun things is enabling small to medium business to have that. Now they have the same capacity to do uh, analysis of how they stack up uh, that, that larger organizations would have had in the past with really big budgets to bring in you know, data. We, we already were presenting that to them. Yeah, it's really interesting stuff. The keynote was really compelling this yeah. morning. We were looking at some of the things that are that are that uh, have been developed in 2023 and are mm -hmm. coming in 2024. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, Jeff, I, I'm not allowed to be at a, an HR technology type <laughs> conference right now in this uh, in this period in our lives and not talk about AI just a little. Yeah, of I course. have to ask you about it. And I've talked to some customers about it as well. Sure. Their responses are really interesting and encouraging, quite Good. frankly. But I'd love for you just maybe generally speaking, you're a strategy guy. Mm -hmm. How are you guys thinking about AI as part of the, the, the people cloud and, and, and what that might mean for, for customers? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think of it really in sort of three buckets of innovation. Okay. The first is AI that's built into the sort of operational flow of work. Things like how can I, I use AI to reduce errors? How can I use, use AI to look for trends that I need to know about? How can I use AI to create content, for example? Okay. So the stuff that's sort of operational day-to-day -day stuff, AI can add value and improve intelligence there. Second bucket is that area around personalization. 
I can connect all of that power to people in the organization in a much more personal way. So in other words, identifying a career path, not just for someone who's kind of like that, but for that individual. Let's let's identify the right yeah, career path. Yeah, that's really, let's, really important. Let's, let's build a, a training path for them to develop as, an, as a person. Let's find information for them that they might need before they even ask for it. So that's the second area is really connecting to personalization. And then the third bucket of innovation around AI is simply to do with engagement and communication. Okay. It's incredibly powerful to be able to say things like, I, I can just use natural language to ask a question, and all of the things I just talked about, then go online and we'll deliver information, we'll deliver uh, answers to me, we'll initiate workflows and so on. So communication through natural language, through the availability of chatbots anywhere at any time of day to, to get connect to a personalized experience, which ultimately is fueled by highly intelligent backend systems and workflows. That transforms the experience of, of, of HR, it transforms the experience of employees, and it ultimately reshapes the way that businesses are going to be connecting technology to the day-to-day the -day operation of their organization. Jeff, thank you for that. That was a, one of the most uh, clear and concise explanations <laughs> of the impact AI is going to have in the HR space. I've heard, honestly, all year, so thank you for that. I'll probably steal a lot of that. <laughs> but, um, but it also gets back to something we talked about a few minutes ago, mm -hmm. which is allowing the HR community, the payroll community, the benefits community, whoever it may be, mm -hmm. to really engage with people at, at, at a level, with you know, personal level, that human yeah. touch and all of that, right? Because mm -hmm. these things are hard, right? Mm -hmm. And once an organization scale, mm -hmm. right, it becomes very difficult for HR and payroll professionals and, and even people leaders, honestly, mm -hmm. to have a real good connection with people individually. So let's use these technologies to deliver personalized experiences, yep. to help people solve their problems uh, for themselves more quickly. And then, again, those really important things, those coaching moments, those development moments, yeah. those yeah. brainstorming moments, right, where people are really needing to have that human-to-human -human connectivity, yeah. let's create and enable space for those. Yes. And I think that's what we're largely talking about, right? We're absolutely talking about that. And I think, you know, when I talk about the power of AI in this space, and I talk to HR professionals about it, and in many cases, we're, we're sort of demystifying and almost de-threatening the, 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 the power of the technology. The thing I always stress is, look, AI is really, really good at certain things. There are things that just, you know, the building a model and having it be able to self-adapt and things that sort of define AI are really, really good at. Yeah. What AI is not good at is, is empathy, you know, understanding. And I say, you know, I'll say uh, the example would be, AI never will understand what it's like to be a single parent on the way to school whose car just breaks down and is yeah. faced with a surprising medical bill. You as a person can understand that. Yeah. And context, what's going on in the broader world, what's going on around that person. AI is not good at those things. It's really good at other things, but it's not good at those. But those things are definitionally human. They are what we are perfect to do. We are context and empathy machines. And so you pair the power of the sort of analytics and, and process around AI with the capacity for context and empathy that human beings bring to the table. That is really powerful. And that's how we should be thinking about AI is, is let it do the things it's good at to free us up to do the things that we as human beings are uniquely good at. Yeah, uh, Jeff, I love that. I'm going to hit you with one real quick one. You can give me a short answer or a longer one. It's up to you. It's one of my favorite questions, especially for strategy people. Okay. Here it is. Does culture really eat strategy for breakfast? Oh, my goodness. I, it, I know my answer. I think... I'll tell you my answer is no, but go ahead. Oh, I'm going to say, you know what? I think if your strategy doesn't, isn't shaped around building the culture that's ultimately going to deliver what you need to deliver, then you're building the wrong strategy. 
I love it. I love it. I'm a strategy guy too, right. so I appreciate the answer. And thank you. For the, <laughs> that was the trick question at the end. I oh. sprung on you, Jeff. But yeah, well, good. I appreciate you for taking it on. Um, Jeff Webb, great to see you. Yeah, Thanks so much for sharing. Uh, I'm stealing half of what you said, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna claim I wrote it and said it. But don't don't you mind are very that. You're welcome. I'm sure uh, I stole it from you first. So <laughs> yeah. uh, this has been so much fun. Uh, uh, that was Jeff Webb from iSolved. We'll be back with a couple more interviews from uh, iSolved Connect. And uh, thanks so much for listening, Jeff. And uh, thanks for joining us, Jeff. And uh, we'll see you in a bit. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks a lot.